What is up, guys? Welcome to Close Monday. My name is Kyle and Sarah, and this is the show for restaurant owners, for chefs, for culinary students, for startup restaurants, anyone brave enough to take on the challenge of running a restaurant and the pursuit of being what we like to call a restaurant entrepreneur. This is your absolute lifeline, your go-to for real world, no nonsense, in-depth chats and war stories from people who have been in your shoes. Now, you're all on the same quest here, looking for that perfect solution, that perfect piece of technology that's gonna streamline your operations, the killer marketing strategy, the new social media platform that's gonna put your restaurant on the map, the rock solid suppliers who've always got your back. But let's not be naive, there's a lot more to this. Most importantly, things like capital raising, making sense of insurance, and playing real estate like a professional, that's all part of the package. And one of my favorite parts, by the way. But what you need to understand is that each one of these challenges, they're really just opportunities. And as industry veterans, myself, my guests, we're gonna bring battle-hardened knowledge and cutting-edge insights to the table every single week. We've been in it. We've had our neck on the line. We've lost money, we've made money. We've had staff, we've lost staff. We know how it impacts our personal lives. We're gonna help you navigate this entire business. Our goal, sole goal, is to give you the information to reach your goals while you stay true to what's most important to you. And what I know, what's important to you are things like quality, hospitality, innovation, sustainability, staying ahead of the curve, staying up with trends, and of course, providing an unforgettable guest experience. So whether you're a seasoned professional, you're a restaurant entrepreneur, or you're a rookie about to jump into your first business, grab a seat, pour yourself a drink, a cup of coffee, put your AirPods on, grab the dog, go for a walk, hit the treadmill, sit on the couch, whatever you're gonna do, we're gonna drop some serious knowledge on you. And it starts right now. Welcome to Close Monday. Hands down, the most embarrassing mistake I made as a restaurant owner was hiring the wrong accountant and trusting that he was doing the right thing. Now, the main thing that he was in charge of was sales tax. And long story short, didn't get paid, didn't get paid on time, didn't get paid in full. And our little 40 seat restaurant wound up owing the state of New York $180,000 in sales tax. But that was before Davo. Davo automates your sales tax. It integrates with your POS, so it automatically sets aside the sales tax funds daily. Then, when it comes time to remit these funds to the state, Davo files and pays the sales tax for you on time and in full. You know, it's easier. Take a little bit out every day as opposed to this big chunk due at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. It would have changed my business, would have changed really my life. Because let's face it, when you're running a restaurant, those bills that are due, they keep you awake at night. Not with Davo, it's all taken care of. So it integrates with your POS. So whether you have Toast, Square, Clover, Lightspeed, uh, SkyTab, uh, whatever you have, Revel, they integrate with them and they're adding new partners every day. So you never have to worry about sales tax again. In the show notes, there's a link where you can schedule a call with the customer success team. Let them know that you heard about Davo on the Close Monday podcast and they'll hook you up. Never worry about sales tax ever again. Keep your eye on what matters, which is running your business day in, day out, and let Davo take care of the sales tax. All right, guys, welcome back to Close Monday. I'm your host, Kyle and Sarah, and this is 
an episode that sort of is, I guess it's been coming for a long time because looking back at all the content that we've created and the things that we've spoken about, there has been a lot about what it takes to grow multiple concepts and, and what it takes to take something that you've created, maybe back of a napkin, and now you want to open multiple units or franchise. But what happens when you get there? <laughs> That's the stuff that you really need to know, right? Like what what kind of changes you need to make as an as a single unit operator as opposed to a two unit, three unit, four unit, five unit, or from a five unit to a ten unit. So uh I've created some notes here. I've obviously, you know, I've had my own multiple unit uh, operation. I've spoken to a lot of multi-unit operators uh, in my day-to-day job working in commercial real estate, and it's time to share it. So that's what we're going to talk about here. We're going to crack the code, as they say, crack the code of running a multiple unit operation. So successfully, but uh, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to Davo. Again, Davo sales tax guys. Listen, I had a $180,000 bill, $180,000 bill coming from the state of New York because we screwed up on our sales tax. What what can I say? We weren't perfect. We had amazing food, but we were not back of the house operations type guys at the time. Have learned a lot since. But if I had Davo, 50 bucks a month, they're taking my money out, they're paying the sales tax, I would not have had that problem. So the link to schedule a call with Davo is below, but what what do you need a call for? Being honest. I have a piece of content out there somewhere that was like, if I was a salesperson for Davo, if Davo needed to hire me, I would say, go up to Mr. Restaurant Owner, Mr. Mrs. Restaurant Owner and say, hey, sign this. Never worry about sales tax again. That's it, right? You don't want to worry about sales tax. You want to run your business. You want to cook. You want to serve guests. You want to make money. Not worry about sales tax. So Davo, check them out. And one other shout out I need to make this week is to Avi Gorn and the team over at Marquee. Shout out to my Marquee hat on right here. Uh, Marquee wrapped up some fundraising this week. They're taking their brand, their concept, their their initiative to the next level. I don't want to spoil it because Avi's going to be on the show. He's going to join me as a guest host. We're going to have him on as a guest. And um, yeah, going to be doing a lot of great content with the team from Marquee moving forward. If you don't know about Marquee, they are linked in the show notes. You guys can check them out there as well. Um, but ultimately if you're going to be growing your brand, you need consistency across all platforms. You need to be able to respond to guests and that's what Marquee does. So, um, more about Marquee coming up in October, I believe Avi's going to be on the show. So, um, but in the meantime, shout out to them for raising their final round or maybe not their final, their latest round of capital and, um, good things coming from the team at Marquee. Now that we got that out of the way, guys. Let's get down to business a little bit. So let's talk about the first thing you need to have, which is a shift in your mindset. So I'm going to go through a bunch of these. I think we have one, two, three, four, five. Do we have six? We have five sort of like segments that we're calling them about what it takes to crack this code of running multiple units. And I'm going to go through them as quickly as possible. Again, ask questions in the comments um, on the, in here on the show notes, wherever you're listening, or always DM on Instagram at Kyle and Sarah or email Kyle at four turns.com. But now this is, we're going to start from the beginning because the first thing you need to have is, okay, I'm going to start running multiple units. 
I got to start thinking things differently. And just as a caveat, this doesn't have to be, you know, maybe you're already running multiple units. Maybe you need like a reset. So that's what this could also be. So your operational focus is now shifting from single units, right? Where you, a single unit where you can kind of be hands-on and handle everything to now where you need oversight of multiple units. So you need a broader approach. You need more strategy. That involves looking at the bigger picture. I always say, what's the end game, right? How are you going to finish this? How is this restaurant going to end up at the end of it all? So when you're looking at that, you've got to look at long-term goals. What are your long-term goals? Where is it going to end? How are you going to plan for sustainable growth? How are you going to fund this monster? I think a lot of that starts with centralization. So things like payroll, purchasing, marketing, um, it, the oversight of the finances of the business, it's all got to come in, come into one place for you. Because if you have multiple logins, right, different systems to look at for ordering because of one store versus another store, you got to do your best to bring that all under one thing. And then on the other side, there's decentralization. So things like customer service, consistency with hospitality, how you manage the staff, that often requires you to empower your managers and give them the ability to make those decisions, those quick, you know, one-off decisions that they might have to make in the heat of the moment without you. So decentralize some of your power. It's got to, you, you got to delegate a lot of that stuff out. There is no way for you to be in two, three, four, five units at once. Um, that's come up several times on the show. Most recently with the granola bar, uh, which if you haven't checked that out, great episode. Uh, they sort of go into a little bit of this stuff. Um, employee management. You're not just managing the front of the house staff, the back of the house, but you're managing, managing managers. Some of you might even be managing franchisees. Leadership is what becomes most important. You're now the leader of this entire thing. That's your focus. And under that umbrella of employee management, staff management is your culture and how you align with all these different principles that you've built over time. And if you want to maintain that cohesive corporate structure, you got to make sure the staff is aligned with what your game, your game is, what you're, what you're, what you're accomplishing, what you're aiming to ch accomplish. Because I've experienced this with just two units, the mission, the, the, the brand itself can very quickly be diluted. If it's not clear to the employees, so, does that make sense? It doesn't sound like just something three miles away would be a different animal, so to speak, but it is. It definitely is. And it can be if you're not on top of it. Uh, managing the cash flow becomes more complex. So now your mindset has got to be, all right, I got to be a little bit more on top of my shit here. So going back to that centralization and it's this, remember, this is all under your paradigm, like sort of like your head, your, how, where your head is going to be for a multi-unit operator. How can you make this more sophisticated, but also more simple? So that there's a lot, that's a whole other episode, but just think about things that you look at as a single unit operator, or maybe two or three unit operator, then now you might have to look at a lot more. How can you make that more simple to look at 
I mean, it's your cash, so it's pretty important. And who's controlling the purse strings? Like investment in the business. You know, shit happens all the time. Things break. You need to upgrade something. You know, glasses, small wares, you know, furniture. You need to buy new speakers. You need to upgrade the Wi-Fi. Who's making those decisions? Who's going to be the one that's going to actually say, hey, this is the right thing to do because this is we're trying to run multiple units here. We need consistency. This is broken here. It's not broken in all the other stores. Who's who's allowed to do that? And who's going to let you, who are you going to let rather, make those key decisions? And really, another main thing from the from the, one of the last things here under that that mindset. Hello, <laughs> that mindset shift is the customer experience. Understand that your brand consistency is more important than ever. And losing that personal touch often means that you're not coming from the top down leadership, right? You're not leading with what you want. You're kind of letting the inmates run the asylum if you're not clear. So focus on feedback loops, focus on what you're telling people and how they're getting feedback from the guests or how they're getting feedback from other employees via your managers, that type of leadership, right? Top-down leadership is what ultimately is going to trickle down to the guest experience. So my belief and the belief of a lot of restaurant people is that you're successful because you have a tremendous guest experience. If that's get sacrificed by multiple units, you have a major fucking problem. So that has got to be a focus in your paradigm shift. You are no longer a restaurant owner. You have now stepped into being a restaurant entrepreneur, and now you are in charge of running a real fucking business. Okay? So you got to start acting like it. You should not be necessarily placing the produce order. You should not be cleaning out the walk-in, right? You're not above it. Right, not saying that you're not above it, but you're also not going to be the one that it's going to fall on every week. Make that clear. So to sum it up, you need to transition from being that hands-on owner to being a strategic business owner. It's a business, restaurant business. People forget that. You got to master the art of delegation. You got to create these systems and processes for yourself to get the data, while also at the same time maximizing your brand. Does that make sense? The stakes are higher, a lot more money at risk, but the rewards are higher, right? That's, that's what you got into this for. Restaurant entrepreneurs are in this game to make fucking money. Ask any single one of them. Love the hospitality, love cash more. It's a fact. Investing in things like leadership, technology, mentors, coaching, attending seminars, that's your job now. You're focused on scaling and scaling successfully. So in that, things are going to always be coming up that need to be streamlined and, and more efficient because that's just the way things happen, right? Like you, you know, over time, as you grow, things do change. So the second thing we'll talk about is just a brief touch on systems and processes because we talk about it a lot here. But I would really say three things that I would focus on and run through them really quickly. Menu simplification. Keep it simple, reduce complexity, speeds up service, reduce waste, and focus on high margin items. 
Maybe you have a loss leader in there. Depends on the type of concept. But you really are focused on the guest experience and operational efficiencies. Period. Period, period, period. That's what menu simplification is all about. That process of finding out what's working, you know, hey, pull the report from your POS, look at your food costs, are you making money? Things like prep time matter, things like seasonality of ingredients matter because costs fluctuates. And keep an eye on those metrics, okay? That's how you kind of figure out how, how to simplify that menu. Again, going real quick through this. Inventory, it's got to be centralized. It's got to have some technology there. Manage the vendors. Have them understand that you are now a multi-unit operator. You want some maybe cost savings. And train the staff on how to use inventory to create better, more cost-effective ordering systems. Because having too much is a problem. We all know that, right? Having too much, particularly like things that perish is a problem, but having too little is also a problem. You don't want to be running out of things that your guests want simply because you didn't order enough. So that's the thing. The last part is training. Training. Everybody hates it. A lot of technology, a lot of systems, a lot of companies out there are helping with that. But again, this is something that you're going to want to focus on. It's so important because it ensures consistent customer experience it's going to help you reduce errors and it's going to improve your operations. But you have to develop that sort of centralized comprehensive onboarding program that covers everything from the culture to operational procedures, things that they can learn and do from muscle memory. They don't need to ask the manager every time something happens. And you have to make it ongoing, regular update, very easy with technology, specific to the roles specific metrics and in that there should be legal compliance stuff, right? Sexual harassment, drug policies, drinking on the job, shit we all have to deal with, but you need to implement it. You need to create the modules that are important to your business and you need to keep it ongoing. Again, tech will help you hugely there, but by simplifying the menus, you can drive efficiency and consistency and it's going to turn things like inventory management. And, you know, when you're what I'm saying that wrong, when you simplify the menus and you're more efficient and you're more consistent, it makes inventory management easier, right? So if you want to have an effective inventory management, that's going to impact your bottom line and optimize, you know, the costs and reducing waste, you need to train people on what that really means. All these elements are sort of interdependent of each other and they're also part of the same thing if that again sounds like a little what the hell are you talking about they're all their own thing but they're all part of making the business better they all require a significant amount of legwork and they're not the most fun to do but that's where it goes to what is it saying like uh eat the frog do the hardest thing first because that's what's going to ultimately be something you're going to put in your back burner, but it eats at you from the back of the mind, from the back of your head. Like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Damn, I don't want to do it. I know I got to do it. You don't want that. It affects everything else. Damn, out of water. I promised I was going to make these shorter, these podcasts shorter, but this is, this is a good one. Um, all right, let's dive into number three, the branding. Damn. 
You guys know how I feel about branding. I can't tell you how impactful a strong brand is when it comes to a scalable concept. From a strategic growth perspective, branding, digital branding, in-store branding is absolutely the cornerstone of success for the multi-unit restaurant operator. operator. That means from a growth perspective in terms of number of units, from a growth perspective in terms of more business, operational excellence, the guest experience, and financial performance. It sounds crazy how branding impacts financial performance, but we'll talk about it quickly. One, from a growth perspective, scalability. Consistent branding across multiple units allows a restaurant to really scale more effectively. So that could be the independent restaurant or the franchise model. The branding offers a blueprint for growth. This is what we do from a branding perspective, period. Here, Nashville, Tuscaloosa, Los Angeles, this is how we are. Also helps with market positioning. When you have a unified brand strategy, you can clearly define your restaurant's market positioning. You make it so easy for guests to find you and easy for you to enter new markets when you understand who you are as a brand. And the other piece of this, investors love it. A strong brand is more likely to attract investors because they see it as less risky with a more promising long-term investment. That's how powerful branding is. They see that you have your act together. They go from one store to another, to another, to another. The branding is consistent. That's very attractive to an investor. And when it comes to the financial oversight of it, when you are consistent in your branding, let's just like an example would be you hire a branding person to do everything and you're trying to get some cost efficiencies and you're like, God damn, it's $15,000 for this branding person. This is crazy. And it seems like a lot. It is a lot, right? It's, it's a significant amount of money for an investment for a growing restaurant. But when you have a coordinated branding effort and you can just shoot over your marketing materials, your brand colors, your 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 fonts, your just talking about from from a graphical perspective, that pays for it over and over again. Here's what we do, 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 here's what we do. You're not paying somebody to get creative every time you open a new store in a new market. It's already done. So that fifteen, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars pays for itself over time instantly. Not only that, but in my heart, I believe it's a huge part of your revenue growth. A recognizable, trusted brand will attract more customers. A recognizable, trusted brand will attract more customers. And ultimately, at some point, right now might be a time because you have to, command higher price points, which will help with your, which will help with your top line growth. And again, just to touch on the investors, the strong brand growth, strong financial growth contributes to a stronger valuation of the business. Does that make sense? I hate that I said that a bunch of times in here, but I just want to make that clear because it, 
it doesn't always connect for me either. You have to really think about it and see examples. But you know what I'm talking about when you hear it. So focus on that branding. Talk to a branding person. If you need somebody, man, I reckon I recommend her all the time. I recommended her this week. She was a guest on the show early on. Uh, I'm not going to shout her out right now because it's too buried into the show. But if you need somebody, let me know. She's a good friend of mine and kills it with restaurant branding. Let's leave it there. All right. Tech. Talk about it before. You need it. You know what it is. It's it's so important that we're launching an advisory component of the Close Monday podcast strictly for tech advisory for restaurants. So we're going to help you from a growth perspective. What analytics are most important? Geolocation, demographic data, where to open new units, how to assess market saturation, competition, and just really help guide strategic growth. Tech is there on the real estate side. If you're a franchisee, tons of platforms to come help you manage the complexities of that. Um, Again, operationally, from inventory, point of sale, CRM, compliance and reporting software, things like Davo uh, and Marquee. And, you know, when it comes to staffing, things like seven shifts, uh, you know, human resource management, communication platforms, any of that stuff, it's all there. I don't have to run through all that. You guys get it. Reputation monitoring. I love Ovation. We spoke about that before. And you can even have in like this emergency response system that can be set up. A lot of tech around that for for restaurants and other businesses. Um, we're gonna have some guests on to speak about that. But it's a um, it's it's major. You know, I don't need to beat this into your guys' head anymore. We've spoken about it before. But if you have any questions, always email me, and I can hook you up with my partner who's heading up the advisory portion of the Close Monday advisory team. So that's a little bit of an announcement. Um, <clears throat> man, we are running through this, so I apologize. But I got to keep it short and sweet. You guys are, you guys are busy, man. Uh, last piece. Last piece. It's a big one. A real big one. Cash flow and financing. How are you going to manage cash flow? We touched on it earlier, but funding the expansion of a multi-unit restaurant operation is really multifaceted. Uh, it requires a really detailed strategy, particularly when it comes to things like equity and debt financing, you need to find people who are aligned with your long-term vision, period. My partners, not fucking aligned with my long-term vision, all good. Here we are giving it to you guys, <laughs> but there are a couple of different ways to do it. So one, equity financing, your money, internal equity, reinvest profits from your existing stores, uh, very straightforward, but not super, you know, maybe there's not a lot of cash there. So if you want to grow quickly, you're probably not the best bet. External equity, attract investors, strategic investors, ones that can help you grow, right? Not just write a check who are willing to invest in the business in exchange for ownership and equity. Now this is going to be significant capital, might dilute a little bit of your operational control, but you're going to grow. So the dollars are going to come with scale. Uh, another way to, to handle equity funding is to franchise, sell franchise rights. A lot of groups out there that will help you do it. They're actually actively looking for groups to franchise all the time. 
Uh, again, hit me up. I can put you in touch with somebody if that's what you're looking to do. Then there's debt financing. Traditional loans, banks, look, you got to have the equity. You got to have, um, you know, you got to have a, a, a source of something for them to sort of lean on collateral. If you don't, probably not the way to go. SBA loans, U.S. restaurants do not qualify for SBA loans, but I think you can, there's something there to figure out. I got to have somebody on the show to talk about that, but there's something for, for restaurants with SBA, I believe. Uh, mezzanine financing is another one. It's a hybrid of debt and equity. Lenders provide capital and they understand that it's going to eventually convert to ownership if the loan is not paid back in time. You might be okay with that. So it sounds like a negative, but it actually could be a positive for you going forward. Uh, private equity, tons of cash. They're looking at high growth concepts. They're looking to streamline and make things make a lot of money. So sometimes you got to be careful who you deal with, but they're looking for a high rate of return and they expect the say in how everything goes. Again, choose wisely. Um, strategic alliances, JVs, partnering with another company or with like a real estate developer or a contractor or somebody who can help you out and just sort of like ease that burden and also provide a service that you will otherwise have to lay out a check for. That would be uh, something to consider. But ultimately, of all those, and again, these will be in the show notes, but of all of those, the criteria is the same for anybody considering investing in your restaurant. What's the rate of return? How much are you going to dilute yourself? What does that debt service look like? What's the timeline? And are we, are we doing this without any legal issues? Right? A little harder to get away with some of this stuff, but uh, right now it is, um, it can be more easily tracked and things of that nature, but uh, from a legal perspective, you should be fine. Um, that's it. Again, I told you I was going to run through it. Hopefully it's uh, not too much. Have any questions? Again, DM me, email me. And if you're getting any value out of this episode, Take a screenshot of you listening to it. Take a screenshot of the of your phone. Tag us. We'll share it. I'll send you a t-shirt. All right, how's that? Giving out more t-shirts here. If I owe you a t-shirt, DM me again because sometimes it gets lost in the process. But now you've got the knowledge. Just got to go take the action. And I would love it if this episode helped you out in any way. Hit the subscribe button. Share the podcast. And again, check out the show notes for all the resources. And just keep grinding. All right, keep it going. Keep it moving. Again, always remember that not everybody has it figured out. The ones that succeed, just keep moving. I'll check you guys next time. Thanks. All right, folks, that's another episode of Close Monday in the bag. Look, if you've been listening and you're still here, it's clear that you're someone who's committed to taking their business and their life to the next level. So just don't let this be something that you just listen to and forget about. You got to take action on what you learned today. and. Look, I, I don't ask for a lot from you guys. Here's the deal. If you found any value in this episode, please subscribe. Leave me a review. Not for me, but for yourself. You don't want to miss the actionable insights that we've got lined up for future episodes, the guests who have their story to share. And if you think this podcast could change someone else's game, could change their direction of their business, of their restaurant, then understand that your network is your net worth. So if you share that with people, you start to become, you're the, you're the one, right? You're, you're the one they're going to go to and you start to attract the right people into your life. You attract more people into your business and that's just the way that it goes. Um, now for some real interaction, 
like I said, if you screenshot that you are listening to this show, tag the show, tag me, I will send you a Close Monday t-shirt. And if you've got a burning question or topic you want to tackle, like I said, you can always DM or shoot me an email at kyle at 4 Your question just might be the focus point of a whole new episode. That's it, right? Like that. that's kind of how this goes. We're always looking for inspiration. So uh, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble. And until next week, this is Close Monday. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.